five, four, three, two, one. Ignition sequence start. One of us is lefty, one of us is lanky, and one of us can't reach the top shelf. Three washed up best friends with the same goal, to shoot one round under par. Welcome to T-72. I feel like we should start off with the first important topic, which is, is uh, BBQ Mandarin Orange Pizza a <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I know you eat it. I, I, You're I, in it. You're I in did eat like it. That. No, you didn't. Yes, I, I did. My dad ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like shit. People, I feel like people haven't even accepted pineapple fully. Like, pineapple is devices. The idea of mandarin oranges is... Well, here's the worst part. Like, like, maybe if, like, the Probably pizza was yelling. hot... <laughs> maybe if the pizza was hot... And here's then, the worst part. Yeah. Dude, I was... Dude, Jill, you're yelling. I ate it. Dude. Dude, Palmer is so loud. For uh, now, I'm just, probably listening I'm just back picking to up, uh, I'm just picking up some dog, some dog <laughs> in the yard. <laughs> Multitasking. All right, let's start with uh, introducing ourselves, I guess. Uh, I am James. I still need a job after this. I'm like, hey. 24 years old, and I've been an alcoholic for six years now. <laughs> I'm James. Oh, I'm Palmer. And this is Connor. Perfect. Connor's calling in because he is not here in person with Palmer and I, which this will be a, f- a frequent thing. With me too, because this is my last day in Beijing. <laughs> Now that we've introduced ourselves, there's a couple things we need to go over. Anytime you hear this sound, it'll be me commenting about what we're talking about in the future. Now back to where we got our inspiration. I, about uh, a month ago, was on a work trip, on a road trip, and Paul and I had just got back into golf for the summer, and of course, you have the itch, was what we call it, it's how we describe it, the itch. Palmer, you know what the itch is. Dude, like, dude you, the itch disappeared for me for like three years. I did not want to touch a country golf club. That's because the, the snap hook, because the snap yep. hooks. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so I'm on a road trip and decided to listen to a podcast and I had the itch, so it had to be a golf podcast. So I typed in golf, and I think the second option was Chasing Scratch. The name of it sounded fun, so I started listening to it. And from there, it was like, oh, we should we should do our own with our own spin on it. <laughs> to start. Coming from the guy that's got out, I think I'm just trying to be able to go out and play golf without wanting to quit golf every time I play. <laughs> You guys, you guys came to me with the idea. You guys were like, oh, I'm listening to this Chasing Scratch podcast. It's saying sick. You should give it a listen. Um, and I think, I mean, a little background about pretty much all of us. We we have a tendency to get hype about ideas. Go <laughs> ham. We're like, we, we like an idea, and all of a sudden we're like, dude, we should invest like all of our money and make this like our lifestyle. <laughs> and yeah, we do that with pretty much anything. And so when you guys were like, oh, this podcast is sick, you're like, we should do one. Like, I love this. <clears throat> and uh, I've, I mean, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I think well, sitting here and it, talking. 
on a on a microphone is pretty much the best case scenario for all of us. Uh, <laughs> to, to back up your point about uh, throwing everything we have into whatever it is we're into into the moment. Yeah, let's make an example. Well, what have well, we what have we done well, in the past? I gotta take this all the way back to when Connor and I were eight years old, and every summer we'd come up with a new business idea that was gonna make us millions. <laughs> all right, now let's go back just two years ago, where we literally spent every single day of the summer building a seven foot wingspan model airplane, <laughs> and it it actually flew. You can find clips of that on our Twitter. Yeah, uh, T minus seven. I guess we should. We haven't even introduced the name. Yeah. T minus seventy two. Well, the, the the funny thing is, all of those all of those things that we've gone absolute ape shit on <laughs> have all ended like three months later. Oh yeah. Never to be again. So <laughs> Crash and burn. Crash and burn. I, I think that's. I think that's the biggest like. The biggest goal here is <laughs> to actually see this through, because Lord knows, Lord knows, we're gonna get we're gonna get another great idea in about two months, and this podcast is gonna see some dust. Oh, when there's snow on the ground here, and uh, in in three months, and I completely forget about golf. <laughs> the podcast will cease to exist. Oh, you won't forget about golf. <laughs> no, I already did. You're gonna go be hitting a semi every told single myself day. I'm getting a semi pass. <laughs> <laughs> Simi as in golf simulator. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so I guess that culminates into what this podcast is, which is T minus seventy-two. To to just once even I could under par. Yeah, I could care less about my handicap. I just want to have a straight up under par round. What is your one time, Palmer? Uh based off all the scores I'm plugging in this year, it says I'm at like a seven and a half. Connor, if, if, if you don't have enough scores, what would you say yours is? Yeah, uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, like I said, I haven't played enough golf in the past five years, I think, even make a handicap. Uh, but I would say that I would say I'm a bogey golfer. I would say I average, I average a few pars around, lots of bogeys, and the occasional <clears throat> double, double bogey. But that- for the most part, pars and bogeys for me. Tell us about your last round, though. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's my thing, though. It's like I, I am not consistent. Like, I will have a insane round, but I will not be able to replicate it for another two months. Like, last round, I had I shot a 76. One, uh, one under on the back. Or, no, one – was it one under or one over? I'd have to look. But either way, like, incredible round. Um, and yeah, that's sick. That was a warm-up. I haven't been playing – I feel like so like I mean I feel like with some refinement and some dedication like I could figure out how in the world I did that and replicate it on a consistent let, basis let, let me uh, shine some light on what you can look forward to because Palmer and I are currently in the refinement stage and we've only gotten worse <laughs> we're getting yeah we were like we hit a plateau like two weeks ago or a peak sorry yeah no, and then plateau, we then we peak. plateaued for like a few days and now we're on the downturn again. Yeah, like it felt it felt like we could never shoot in the 80s again. And now we have two 85s and two 83s. Each, yeah. I have yeah, 88. Well, I'm, I'm not exactly <laughs> setting my for, for positive reinforcement here because my last two rounds are the only two rounds that I've played in the last two months. Uh, I shot a 79 and a 76. So at this point, if I shoot anything 
above a 79, I'm just not, like, it's a, it's a bad round for me. You know what I mean? I will say, though, your assessment of your game is probably the most honest assessment I've ever heard of anyone's golf game. Yeah. Because it's so easy to be like, oh, yeah, I shoot the 70s. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's average. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go out and play with that person and you shoot, like, an 87. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yesterday, yeah. I swore yesterday. <laughs> like, I, I would not be surprised if throughout this podcast, I put up, I, I put up a couple rounds in the in the trippy digis. <laughs> the trippy digis. No, Just a disclaimer. Just a disclaimer, so I don't have to get ashamed later. Uh, to all our listeners out there, uh, mom. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna be hitting the trippy digis at least twice throughout this podcast, throughout this journey. So don't be surprised when it comes. But it's gonna the thing is it's gonna come directly after like a seventy-five. Like I'm gonna shoot a seventy-five and without fail my next round will be high eighties, low nineties. So currently I am sitting at a two point three handicap. But I have shot basically the same scores as Palmer the whole summer, except for two different nines where I shot even par and two over. And so that gave me uh, basically what my handicap is at now. We've all been um, familiar with the concept of giving yourself a mulligan. <laughs> yeah. or, 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 or in the back of your head when you miss that two-foot putt, you go, nah, I'd have made it. I'd yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what's nice is when you play with each other, it's like none of that flies ever. So it's like, oh yeah, I played around with James and I shot us. And you say you shot in the seventies. It's like, damn, that's way more impressive than saying you shot a seventy-eight alone. Yeah. Even though, even if you were telling the complete truth, it's just it's more reinfor- reinforcing for the friend group to know you were with one of the buddies. No, oh, definitely, because you know, <laughs> as soon as you send that score into the text group, if you're alone, you're gonna get eaten alive by you're a liar, you cheated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is also a super annoying part of our friendships. It's like, if you actually did shoot like a 75, and then everyone's like, bullshit! Like, that is actually gonna rub off on you. And he's like, he's like, ooh, I've got a, I've got a four-footer for birdie. I, I just know that there are like four or five mulligan shots that he just didn't count. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is going to be a challenge for us to uh, to stay on track and not get side side rails with as far as the podcast goes. This is going to be this is going to be a work in progress, developing our podcasting skills and staying on topic. But I think uh, a little bit of wandering is okay. But yeah. um, to spend the last five minutes talking about Mandarin orange pizza, <laughs> I think we're doing all right. Yeah. Um, but to kind of to kind of come full circle. I think uh, when you guys came to me with the idea of the podcast, because I, I listened to Chasing Scratch as kind of a, in, in I think a objective, like a objective way. Like I was trying to, to to listen to them and be like, oh, like what what do James and Palmer like find so interesting about this podcast? Um, and I think I think the big thing for me that was like, wow, I really like what these guys are doing, and I think more of that could be cool in a different way is like they're, they're normal guys like they're guys with families they're, they're guys with what we really wanted to say is kudos to you Mike and kudos to you Eli and if you're a fan and a listener of the Chasing Scratch podcast kudos to you Craigers we're like we're 
Like if I if I like three, give me three months of like some solid coaching, and I could probably go pro one day. Like I'm not a big golf fanboy. Like I enjoy playing, but like I don't pay attention. Like I haven't paid attention to any of like the golf tournaments. I don't even know who like I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you the top ten golfers. And like I couldn't name anybody. Yeah. Like, I could name Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy, Jordan Spieth. But like I don't know who's good right now. I don't even know if those guys are playing well right now. Um, I like I don't have fancy like my clubs I've had since I was probably thirteen. Like I have the same clubs. Um, so I'm like I'm just your like your casual golfer. I'm just your average. Like I just love playing the game. And so for me, being like a normal guy, like I like to be honest. I, I, until I started listening to this podcast and did a little research, I didn't even know what made a handicap a handicap. Like I, like I, it was a number to me. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Um. So keeping that in mind, and then compared to like you guys, you guys are definitely a little more into it than I am. Um. You guys are more into like the actual game, the sport, like the ins and outs of golf, and I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic to see our approaches to improving our game with like that perspective and also the podcast because like i think a lot of people who listen to if you're listening to a golf podcast you're probably into golf yeah like, I, I think that's safe just like or getting into golf yeah. podcast you'd probably like either going ham dog junior and like about to buy clubs after playing one round and like oh i love golf it's gonna be my new thing or you're just like a longtime fan of the game um and then you've got guys like the Chase and Scratch, and they just felt normal. Like it felt like it was my neighbor. Like I felt like I was listening to my like listening to my neighbor tell me about how he's like trying to shoot scratch. That's what was and so I, appealing about it to me. I, well, I, yeah, I they made it seem possible. Not trying to copy them, going our own direction, but I think trying to create that same like like this could be me kind of feel to our like to pe- anyone who ends up finding and listening to our podcast. Um, like I think that like that to me. Is, is kind of the direction I would like to see it go. Like, I would I would love a listener to be like, I, dude, like, I would love if we had, like, people who found, found our podcast and were listening and ended up, like, hitting us up on social media or whatever and was like, hey, like, I listened to your guys' last round and uh, I went out and, like, I tried like I tried to beat you around and I shot, like, a, like a 70. I shot a 79, but I, I two-putted. Like, I would love to hear, like, people kind of go along on this journey with us and almost, like, create a kind of a community around it. Like, sure. I... I think that would be cool. Um, oh, definitely. So, I guess real quick, um, Connor, with with that in mind, is your goal the same as Palmer and I's? Because I think Palmer and I have a similar goal, which is I would love to shoot under par once. That is my first goal for sure. Yeah. Are you, are you talk, you're, not, you're not talking handicap. No, you're not talking consistently. You just want to shoot <laughs> under par at least once. Yeah, yeah, like a straight up pure under par round, no mulligans. Every putt counts. Yeah, like that would be insanely sick. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely, I could get behind that. I could, I could definitely achieve an under par round. Out of ten, I think it's possible. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it has to be from the tips. Okay, to put that in perspective, from the tips, Cotton was 7,200 yards. Yeah. So That's long. Uh, Pretty long. Is, That's is really a, long. This is a great moment for me to interject um, my lack of golf knowledge. What is the tips? So the, the tips... <laughs> <laughs> Just the tip, dude. Just the tip. Just the tips. Um, 
the, the tips are like the very far back tees. The, the oh, furthest so like back. The, the pro- that yeah. is good. Good. Good job, though. For a lot of listeners, I don't think they would know yeah, what the true. tips are. Yeah. So, and if you're a listener yeah, out there and I, you don't I, know what the tips I, are, stop listening. <laughs> no, don't don't do that. We're not D's. Um, yeah, so I just say the tips because I think that is the most official of the official. To shoot under par from the yeah. tips is like that's legit. Because that's where like a tournament round would be for yeah. adults. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean we're not playing from the from the ladies tees. <laughs> I don't know, you're hitting the five iron off the tee, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I am right now, but like I'm gonna have. To, I mean, I think we're gonna talk about that in a second. But I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to figure out my my driver if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Um, because I'm not gonna shoot under par. Like I might shoot a great round hitting five iron from the tee from the, the tips. Um, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> but I'm not gonna shoot under par unless I'm unless I'm able to get my distance. Yeah. Okay. So. But that's you know drivers like you can figure that out in a week if With- things are you know with coming that, together if you had to choose did you just say you can figure out your driver in a week dude how long have you been playing golf and you still haven't figured it out <laughs> no 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 i'm just saying you you can you hit waves though like like once you hit it a bunch you're like all right i know my miss and then you just play your miss i'm gonna least. have to disagree with that especially with the current <laughs> yeah, state, the yeah, current I'm, state gonna go with a, I'm gonna go with a dip on that one okay yeah but how much time have you actually put into hitting just driver this week at the range this week at the range, Homer does, I'll, Homer tell you how many the time, range. I'll tell you how many times I've gone to the range in the last five years. Okay, well, see, I told you, if you went Once. to the range every day for a week with just driver, okay, you'd okay. either get really bad habits or you'd get really good. <laughs> so, the, if I had to choose one yeah. thing that's keeping me from shooting under par right now, yeah, 100% without a doubt is my approach. It is probably and like that, that, that gap approach. Like, if, I, if I'm next to the green... Um, like I, I can pretty consistently put it close, but if I'm any sort of like gap distance, I mean, I'll, I'll put it 50, 75, maybe to a hundred, uh, a hundred out my, I'm just, I miss the green or I put it on like a long, long putt for myself yep. way more often than I put it close. It's and so, yeah, that is what kills me. And it's the most frustrating yeah. thing. What about you, Palmer? What's your... Um, yeah, I'd feed off Connor because definitely that, but I think that the reason I even hit like bad shots in the first place is because I have a terrible mental game. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Like, I'll hit a good drive, and then I'll be like 90 yards from the hole, and I'll be like, you don't deserve this. <laughs> like, why are you up here? Like, get back in your spot. And then, like, in my swing, I'm like, this is going to suck. <laughs> or or I'll have, like, a five-footer for birdie. And I'm like, you know, there's no way you're going to make this putt. Like, why would you make this? You're not Tiger. You suck. And then I'll go up and try to hit it. <laughs> it's like, it's literally my brain just popping off the whole time. It'd be sick to finally just, like, have my brain and my body on the same side. Okay, so... I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm kind of the opposite of that. I... <laughs> I way overestimate my ability. I'm like, I'm like that swing. That, I mean, that swing felt kind of like I feel like Tiger's swing would feel. I'm like, I'm like, if Tiger can make this putt, I can make this putt. Oh boy. yeah, I need to think like that. That's I, my goal. I would say, hands down, without a doubt. Like I, I have a bad. I shouldn't say I have a bad mental game. 
because I'll blow up if I get triple bogey, but the next hole I have completely <laughs> forgotten about it, unless I try to open one up. <laughs> but let's define open one up. Okay, real quick. so when you open up a drive, it's just like you're going full power. You're you're just giving it everything you got, and you don't care which direction. It goes. Like I've seen this multiple times from James. He'll get like a triple bogey in the last hole, and then he'll like be fuming. You do not talk to James after a triple bogey, by the way, because he last time he he pented putted. He pented putted a par three for a, what was it, for a seven? A triple bogey. Oh, triple bogey. Okay, was yeah. on, was He was putting for birdie and he got triple bogey. <laughs> and he got so mad that he full swung his putt, brand new $400 putter into the golf ball. <laughs> and I didn't say shit. I was like, if I say something right now, he's going to kill me. And then, and then he, we goes on the we go on the next hole, and I film him because I'm like I don't let him know I'm filming him, and he's like I'm gonna open this the f- <laughs> up, and then he like totally whips it, <laughs> like swung so hard I thought I was gonna have to call an ambulance because his back was like it was like the hardest swing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so uh, that is. <laughs> and it was a snap hook, by the way. <laughs> that is, without a doubt, the biggest issue with my game, keeping me from shooting yeah. over par in my putting. Palmer said it the other day to, to two strangers, by the way. He said uh, he used to be the worst putter out here. <laughs> yeah, he's getting better because he bought a new putter. Okay, that actually yeah. helped. And I, I bought a new putter a couple weeks ago. All right, fresh back from the store. I've made impulse purchase uncountable by this point. I've just destroyed my bank account. Dude, I'm in charge. I'm in debt. You're, <laughs> you got f-ing student debt. I just, well, I needed, I did an impulse purchase. I needed a new grip on my 60 degree. That's only a grip, that's so, only 10 bucks. Yeah, 10 bucks. I just bought a $220 putter. No, it was a $375 putter. Okay, so here's the deal. The store near us is running great discounts. They always are. 25% off the markdown price. So I pretty much got, it was almost, 40% off. I went with the Odyssey stroke tab. <laughs> went with the Odyssey 11. I think that's the whole name. Is that the whole name? That's it. 11 tour line. Yeah. What do you call this kind of putter? What shape is that? With a, it's got an extra. It's not like mine. I would say it's a pe- pentagon. <laughs> One, two, three, four. No, six. It's a. It's a uh, no. It's like a spider. It's, it's a like polygon. A, if you know what a tailor-made spider looks like, it's it's that. It's just blocky as hell. It looks like something from uh, Black Mirror. But it's I a hit putter. a couple strokes with it. It's ten times better than my putter. And so now we're gonna head to the practice green and get a couple of strokes in with it. My next round out, I'm shooting under par. Basically, what I my footwear is sponsored by Palmer Moylan. So are, so is my sockwear. Yeah. Because I wore flip flops. As you may have guessed, due to the existence of this podcast, my next round, I did not shoot under par. So that high from buying the new putter has decreased, and I need to obviously work on my stroke because the confidence is not there. Yeah, like the day he bought the putter, he was one-putting like everything. He's like, (laughs) I figured out my game. (laughs) And now it's back to just ass. I think let's touch on we, so we talked about what we think is the biggest thing holding us back. Yeah. Let, our, let's touch on let, let's touch on what do we think is our like our strongest part of our game. What do we think is going to to true. keep us like yeah. approaching that goal? 
this is not to sound cocky or or anything but i think the strongest part of my game is my ball striking like whether it's going right or left yeah i'm usually hitting the ball pure i agree and i just need to lean into that a little bit like with that five putt for triple bogey i was on the green putting for birdie and I, and i definitely hit a lot of greens but um, I would say without a doubt, the strongest part of my game is my ball striking. Just to back that up, every every pe- like every time we group up with someone, and James hits his first tee shot, <laughs> those random people are always like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> because he just hits, he'll tee off like a three wood on a par five, and at first they're like, "Why are you hitting three wood? Like, why is he a driver?" And then he hits it, and it goes like three hundred and twenty yards. <laughs> And they're like, oh. It's always, yeah, I wouldn't hit driver either if I were you. Yeah. Can I have your swing? Well, what I want to tell them is. I could could use a a big, strong boy like you at home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would say, honestly, I do, when my putting's on, I feel like that's the strongest part. I would actually agree with that. Because over the past three years, I'm surprised. I, I figured we weren't going to agree on what your strongest part of your game was. But I would say over the past three years, every time you have like a five footer to time me, it's good. Yeah. Every single time. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I love that distance. I like. I'm so confident. Like five in, I, I like. I'll make. I feel like I'm going to make it every time. Which is funny because I. I would but say- then on the long putts, I'm not good at long putts. At least currently, I need to work yeah. on my lag putting. But, yeah, I guess your lag putting, but you do make some long ones yeah occasionally but okay just would, the speed i would agree with that connor we haven't played golf in so long but if you tell yeah, a lie I, I i will call you out on it <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't really think you guys uh like you guys won't be able to to back me up or really say anything about my strongest game because we just haven't played together in forever so it'll be interesting to see what you guys think you know maybe a few episodes from now um but I, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn between two things. Um, I, I think I have a lot of, I have a lot of finesse on the green. I think my putting is probably the most consistent part of my game. Um, but I think the biggest upside to my game, like if I can refine the weak parts of my game, I think the biggest thing that'll take me from being a like good golfer to like putting up incredible scores is my my distance um i i'm not gonna say my ball striking because that would imply that i consistently (laughs) hit the ball well but when i when i hit the ball um like i i get like i i send it like yard yardage like all right give us a yardage give us a yardage what are you sending it um i would say if i get a hold of the ball i hate doing this because i don't like i don't (laughs) measure my stuff but i would say i I measure my stuff yeah you don't measure your stuff on a par four if i get a hold of the ball on an average par four if i get a hold of the ball i am a i'm i'm a very short of like a very short just quick chip to get up and down like I'm, I'm close to driving greens on par fours on 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 the average par four. What on okay. uh, what distance par four? Like a, like like if, if, four, like if you're I'm, catching the center face of your driver, and it's like the perfect ball flight, not a not yeah. a draw, but like dead straight, like yeah. three twenty, probably. Oh, more than that, more than three twenty. 
Really? Yeah. So I would say when I kept, and I've only caught two drives perfectly in my face on this driver, which tells you I need to work on my driver as well. <laughs> uh, I'm hitting like 360 as a max. I would, okay. I would say, I would say my distance is probably comparable to yours. On average, I'm hitting like 300. Yeah, my my two biggest drives are 390 on hole 16, and that's a little downhill. Yeah. And you catch a little bit of a slope, but I would say on average, 330, 340. We're also not playing at sea level for everyone listening. Yeah, which so is a Con- huge Connor difference. Is. Oh, okay, yeah, that that is that is a good point because I'm hitting. So like for example, when I was hit when I was teeing off with my five iron last week. Um, teeing off with my five iron, my average distance with my five iron at sea level was roughly two fifty with my five iron. Wow! Holy, that's that's hammered. At sea, at sea level. I mean, the kid is pretty ripped. <laughs> I love that house. Um, <laughs> and I no, okay. I, I do have I do have a tailor. My irons are tailor made burners. So that, listen, I'm not. I'm not they are cavity. This. Um, so, so I was put that. I'm getting a little extra distance on my irons than probably you guys. Put would. that into perspective. But with my my blade speed pocket irons, <laughs> with a seven iron, I hit like two ten, two oh five, and with a cavity back, I was hitting it two forty five. So it adds a little bit of distance. Yeah, a little bit. But I would say I would say that's um, probably adjusted by altitude for you. So you know, you'll gain that distance back even if you got new irons, if you played altitude. I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a little kickback on this because when we played- You guys should bet, you should, should make a bet. 10 drives each, longest ball, 10 bucks. Go to the semi, so we can know exactly how far it is. Okay, but here's, um, a couple summers ago we played three or whatever it was, when you were back in town. Yeah. Um, and every time I would take out a seven iron, you were like, oh yeah, it's a seven iron for me too. And then I don't know. I can't remember if it's because you chunked it or you never, you never got to where I was at with the same club. So you're hitting five iron, two fifty now at sea level. Well, the swing could just be better now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I said yeah, I'm gonna well, say. See, but I think I think this goes. I think this plays into like your ability to strike the ball clean off your yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was getting at with that. Because when I, like, when I, like, it is, it is, it is an event for me. Like, when I, when I hit a clean shot, like, just absolutely pure it off the face, it's like, it's, it's a foreign feeling to me. I'm like, dang, that was, like, that felt amazing. And it is definitely not the norm throughout my round to have a shot feel like that. So my, I do not, I do not pure it off the club face very often. When I do, that's when, like, that's when I see, like, the insane, like, the insane distance I have. Um, now I think my problem, the problem, especially three years ago, my my swing is definitely pure now, mostly because I haven't thought about it at all. I just go out there and I like, I don't put any effort into it. Like I keep it, I keep it as as like loose and relaxed as possible, which I think is a big thing for me because. Prior to recently, um, I would just try to swing as hard as I could and hit the ball as far as I could. Uh, and it was detrimental to my swing. Whereas now, I don't really care. Probably three, whatever it was, three, four years ago when we were playing and I wasn't hitting the same distance as you, um, you, just have a, you, just have a, you just have a better swing. You have a more consistent swing path. You strike the ball consistently. 
and and so you know like you know exactly what your distance is because you hit it that way almost every time true whereas i am like on the range and i'm like oh yeah like i hit my seven iron like uh, you know, 240 same distance as you like five times so that's probably the distance for my club but the problem is on the range i was hitting it well and then i got on the course and i did not hit it well i'm extremely excited to play with you T T minus a week for that or about that my guy my guy I I think next episode uh, without a doubt we'll talk about our approach to how we're going to fix the weaknesses in our games and any recent scores Paul and I are going out to play right now so we're going to play how many holes I'm playing in a couple hours here okay Uh, so we'll, we'll have some some readings to do yeah yeah we'll read those off uh i think yeah i think i mean i think i think next episode we can kind of uh expect to um bring like our our plan into the mix uh for how how we think we're going to achieve shooting under par within the next year I think that's a good idea. I think I think our approach is needed, um, and it's gonna. I just think about mine a little bit, to be honest. Thanks for listening to this episode of T minus seventy two. Catch us on the next episode, where we'll talk about our plan and our approach to shooting one round under par. Well, that was a good first episode. Uh, hope you hope uh, our millions of maybe uh, possibly billions of listeners um, catch the next catch the next one. Yeah, we're, cut, we're, cutting, we're cutting the episode off like five seconds ago.